Hey, what's up, everyone? Art Morrison III here with another episode of Hoop Chatter. As always, got my boys with me, Rob McPherson, Kevin Tarker, for episode 21. And this episode, we are talking about the, uh, well, first of all, Tarka, Rob, how are you guys? Good, man. Hanging in there. <laughs> Thanks for asking, man. I'm doing all right. Right? Is everybody good? All right, cool. Let's dive right into it. So um, we've spoken... Uh, so much on this podcast about the relationship between high school basketball players, the NCAA, the NBA, um, and we've, we've shared opinions. We've shared opinions on NCAA pay for play and image and likeness and blah, blah, blah. We've had NCAA coaches on here talk to himself as an agent, and we're constantly discussing the business relationship between all of the major corporations within basketball. So, um, last week, Jalen Green, uh, one of the top, or is he the top prospect? Tarka, is yeah. he number one in the nation? Yeah, the top uh, prospect. Top, top three at least. I, I, they're always yeah. they're always shaking around up there. Yeah, it's always moving around. But Jalen Green, one of the top prospects in the nation, opted to sign. Get ready for it with the NBA G League, um, as opposed to go to college. So Tarka, being an expert in this space. Is going to tell us a little bit more about what this deal consisted of, and then we're going to rip it apart and talk about whether we hate it, we love it, or you know what what we think this means for basketball moving forward. Talk yeah, to, absolutely, more, man. Bro. So I, I'm literally still learning more um, each day because there the, more more news keeps coming out, and I think there are a lot of details that are still uncertain about it. Um, and essentially, what this is is the G League, and, and they've been trying to do it for a while. The G League um, and the NBA, kind of in conjunction, they're trying to incentivize the country's top talent to come to the G League for a year of development instead of going to college, right? They're trying to find ways for, for, for the best players in the entire country to not go play in college and actually get paid to play, right? <laughs> so I think, I think just to give a quick kind of step back is – and we talked about this actually briefly. I'm not sure which episode. We'll, we'll have to check which episode. But one of the first couple ones about um, 2018 when they tried to do that. You know, they they, they tried to. You called have, it, yeah. Yeah, they tried to have that select contract in 2018, um, and they tried to incentivize players then, and they would say, "Hey, you know, come play at a higher level, but also get paid. We're going to give you 125 thousand dollars, and a whopping zero guys." took advantage of that mm-hmm. right so you know i think we, we can talk about, this, talk about this after but you know that 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 means a couple of things i think one that maybe um you know players are getting paid um almost that much to go to college so um, <laughs> <laughs> i think the, hey i don't don't shoot the messenger i'm not i just i'm just uh, i'm just passing it along um but anyways so so that happened and then you know obviously it didn't work out the way that they had hoped for um then last year um, was the year that uh, a couple other guys went overseas instead, right? You had RJ Hampton um, and Lamelo went over to Australia, right? Yep. And they yep. and they were paid, I mean, roughly close to between six hundred thousand to a million with all the endorsements and stuff. So that was big time money that they said, yeah, you know what? We're going to we're going to forego college and get paid that much money. Um, and obviously, you know, I guess we will see with the upcoming draft, but, you know, it, it seems like it's going to work out for them. Um, yeah. And so fast forward to, to, to this year and a couple of weeks ago, and now it's called uh, 
I don't even know if it's an official term for it, but it's it's the development contract. So they're legitimately trying to carve that pathway um, to develop prospects, the best prospects in the country um, before getting drafted. But they will also get paid to do that. And they know they messed up last time. And now they're going to pay kids between 500 and 700,000. Um, plus endorsement the bag baby. plus plus endorsement money um, and, and they're hoping to get guys around a million dollars right so with that being said um, I think there's a few things here one the branding is really strange because and, and I'm not sure if you guys even heard this yet but it, it's not they're not signing a G League contract to join a G League like a regular G League team that's affiliated with an NBA team they're they're starting a new at least they want to start a new team and this team is is they're going to have a shortened schedule they're not going to be like a regular team in the division and play every team during the season it really is going to be like a almost like a like an academy on steroids with the with the g league branding like yes i'm sure they will play some teams um some games maybe some exhibitions maybe uh, uh an international team um, but essentially, they want guys there training and developing to get better for the draft for the next year, which is really interesting, right? Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, I think it's a great step, and, and I want to hear your guys' uh, your guys' reactions. But um, they they want to. It seems like they want to build this, you know, as almost an extra separate division of development teams in the future, depending on on how this year goes. Um, which is what the G League should be for is a development farm system. So I mean, essentially, I think it's a huge step. I think it's it's a it's a big step in the right direction. But um, that's all the info I got for you now. I'm sure I'll have some other tidbits as as the days come out. But what do you yeah, got I, for me? Reactions? I, I definitely I definitely have questions, more questions. But I, initially, from everything you just said, I love it because I mean, a everything that you said from the pay to the concept of a farm system which we all talked about twice before on two different episodes as well as a, a third episode with with Germain right uh, he was talking about kind of how things are overseas and why they're different and why mm-hmm. players develop differently over there so I'm excited for the game of basketball in that space and then I'm even like largely excited for the individual player to not have to abide by all the weird rules uh, that the NCAA has regarding their image and likeness, uh, regarding their social media, regarding, um, you know, endorsements. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see what kind of endorsements those might be. Um, but yeah, so all of that, I think, sounds good. Now, the part that you just mentioned about it being almost a separate league intrigues me because... I think it, it looks like the NCAA, or I'm sorry, the NBA, excuse me, the NBA in the past couple of years has been tapping in to these different spaces of basketball revenue. So they shook up the AAU world when they dropped the junior NBA a couple of years back, and they've been growing that, right? Um, which is another kind of farm system for youth basketball, and then, you know, being able to have their hand in youth, youth basketball, like, you know, uh, high school or middle school and younger but now we're seeing where you know lavar ball who is a nutcase but i'll credit him like we saw two years ago him create a league out of thin air the jbl or was it the jba 
JBA, Rob? He's the JBA, yeah. The JBA. JBA. And it's like, it might have been a little janky league, but the league for sure, you know, had the proper facilities. It ran. The games were aired. And it may not have been the top, top prospects, but it did give give opportunity to some prospects who maybe college wasn't the route for them, right? So Mm -hmm. seeing that a father of an NBA player or NBA prospect even, right, can leverage their brand to start a whole league that people will actually play in and people will actually pay to go to, I'm sure sparked something in the NBA for them to say, yo, the NCAA is messing this up. They got documentaries releasing about their nonsense. You know what I mean? Like they, they're messing this up. The, the G League, we don't switch it from the D League. It's the G League. We're still not really seeing much different from it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how, we have to do something major to tap into this bag. And I'm not saying the NBA is greedy. I think they're smart. But what it seems like to me is they're trying to take over all of basketball and not just professional basketball. That's kind of my take. And as an entrepreneur, I have to admire it a little bit. Um, because it still does empower the players as well as help grow the NBA brand. Um, so that, that's kind of my initial take on it, bro. Well, I know you have a good yeah, one. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I just look at it and I just think it's uh, it's long overdue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think we'll ever get to how Europe is with their developmental academies, but this is a step in that kind of direction. I mean, the, the, no player, or we argue about this all the time. I, th- I think sometimes guys should stay in school. You say, yo, you cannot get the training, the experience of being on an NBA roster, whether you play that first year as a rookie or not. And this is kind of a step in that direction. These guys are, are going to be handled by the NBA. Um, they're going to be around. Um, the best basketball minds um, we like to think uh, of the game. Um, they're gonna they're gonna have the proper nutrition, the, the proper way to be a professional athlete. There's just so many invaluable lessons they're gonna learn while they're getting paid and have the ability to go That's to school fact. that you just can't you just can't get in college. Yo, touch on that a little bit too, Tarka and Rob, because I didn't do my research. I ain't going live, but from what I understand, they still have the ability to go to go to school. Was, was the G League sponsoring a scholarship that's, for them to still that's study? That's a great question. I, I, to what, to, to my knowledge, it comes with the opportunity for a scholarship um, to get their education. And, that's and, nuts, and, man. And to get a degree. So, that's so it's, it's actually it's huge, interesting. Bro. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of partnership they have or if they worked with schools for that or the NCA or if they're just like, hey, you know, you know, we're going to cough up $120,000. Yeah, I mean, we already coughing up five or six. So we'll let the kid go to class a little bit for a couple couple hundred thousand more, like whatever. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's really interesting. But, you know, I agree. I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, The other thing that people, you know, I think is always overlooked for something like this. It's like, wow, this is the new path. Everyone's going to go there. It's like, no, there's still only going to be a handful of kids that are good enough to do that every year. So, yeah. you know, as much as I can argue that the NCAA is exploiting their student athletes, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's a it's a huge opportunity for a lot of guys to get a free education. So, like, you know, I that that point is always there, right? Because some guys are not good enough and will never be good enough for the NBA. So, you know, it, it, it's not it's a small majority. I mean, I mean, it's a small yeah. number of the majority. Yeah, anything is possible, though, kids. Still. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, it, so, is. <laughs> it but is. Nah, it is. I reference uh, me and Rob's off off podcast conversations often because this guy calls me to argue. <laughs> but we had a uh, we had a conversation about a similar topic, which was um, 
I think this is great because let's pretend, Rob, you're wrong, and the NBA does create this farm system of clubs for high school kids like they do in Europe, right? And then you got this G League, and the NBA just dominates at all levels, yep. right? Where does that leave the NCAA? Well, it it opens up opportunities for some of the kids who may not have had the opportunity to play on big stages like that, right? So now it's creating space for kids who may be at mid-majors or even like high-level Division II, yep. right? Or you know, now you're creating more space at the cream of the crop or the top of the NCAA. So now if many of the prospects are going this G League route, um, now we might just see a shift up in basketball opportunity. Um, and now you're you're almost seeing different kids or different players, I'll say, at all the levels, right? So instead of watching uh, Cole Anthony, I'll use this example. Yeah. Instead of watching Cole Anthony at UNC and then next year watching him play for, you know, whoever the hell is going to play for in the NBA draft, now it's like Cole Anthony might not ever touch college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might have a college player that you follow and love for four years of college that just never played in the NBA. Right, because of this new system of nurturing all the way up into the professional level. You see what I mean? So now just I think it opens more doors for more basketball. And at a time where we're a little thirsty for sports right now and are missing <laughs> you know, are, are missing the opportunity to watch basketball, I'm excited for another level of basketball to be created. I'm I'm not sure what the NBA is gonna do with that G League prospect development level player, but I would love to see it expanded into almost its own league of the best of the best yeah. right um of players that would have potentially been one and done's at college like a, like a one and done only league would actually be very yeah. tough <laughs> well uh, again i think it goes back to the you know how many guys out there are that talent level that they're willing to because look you know as much as much money as the nba makes even before this pandemic where there's going to be a, a loss of revenue i yeah. mean seven hundred thousand dollars they're not just tossing that out nope. you know like <laughs> like candy so you know you got to be good enough to get that um but also i think it's another great step because it's going to uh force our great friends over there at the ncaa to think a little bit harder you know like they need to improve right they need to improve the benefits um that 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 student athletes receive if they want to go to college right because obviously i think one of the biggest issues coming up is this you know the the brand uh likeness and image thing you know like if if players don't have that what incentive do they have of course besides the you know the, the the still the big group of players that aren't good enough that still want to take advantage of the free education yes but the top of the top is also you know some of the people that drive those big time te- uh, television deals and all the entertaining games and yeah. stuff so you know so they have to improve and make make the incentives powerful enough for players to say i will pass up five hundred thousand dollars or more to go spend a year at college and increase their brand level and the crazy thing is like the image and likeness would be enough if you allowed players full full access you know what i mean open open market easy easy Easy. bro because now if i'm if i'm zion and i have that it's like okay well i don't care about your little seven hundred thousand because i know i could play at the best college duke and i'm not in my opinion i'm saying like you know because of a large following right so i could play at the top college duke with the most fans and a large following but still maybe make some money or benefit in some way shape or form from my name and my dunks and maybe these t-shirt line i created or whatever the hell without having to be concerned of my amateurism 
Whereas that might be greater than no matter how much money the G League is coughing up, right, to, for me to develop. You know what I mean? They could be coughing up 700000 but 700000 is not a lot of money for someone like Zion who – I even would fight for endorsements in college, bro, to be quite honest with you, man. Like, if if they want to um, progress that way. But yeah, to kind of piggyback off what you said – there needs to be some sort of progression. Like, it has to be. I think this quarantine is a wonderful time for them to maybe not all get in the same room, but get on a Zoom <laughs> call or whatever they got to get on and figure it out really, bro, aggressively by next season. Because I think this is going to affect them in a, in a negative way. Um, and I don't think things like, you know, the scheme documentary and things like that help them at all. I think more things are going to come out like that. Um, and I think they need to make progressive decisions ASAP. Thoughts, Rob? I agree, man. I mean, you you kind of yeah. took the words out of my mouth. I, I agree with all that. Yeah. So, you got something talking? Yeah, I was just say there's so there's still there's still some questions, and and, and at least I'll, I'll kind of yeah uh, yeah just kind of spit them out to the group to see your thoughts on them. But questions about now, you know, like I, I know that there's still details coming out. They're trying to figure out what other players, I know they're talking to some of the players, like top prospects in the country that have already committed to colleges or have yet to commit to try and get them on board as well. But the question is, uh, where will they play? Um, who, you know, who's going to fill out the rest of that roster? Because there's not going to be 12 to 15 of them. There's not. So, the word on the street is that they're going to find, I mean, they'd like to find guys that are kind of nearing the end of their career um, uh, or that are kind of like G League legends or have been around for a while. Vets that want to kind of play that role of being on that team, helping them along, but also being able to play in the games um, and then also kind of transitioning into their coaching career at the same time, which is really interesting. I And, and, wow. and I love that take. Now you see right? that, bro, how they're trying to like, so think about Ice Cube's league, the big yep. three that yep. that takes, I won't say washed up players, but like players <laughs> after their career, yeah, able to yeah. play half court games. Like, yo, I, I know for, and that, even that was, was launched, I think three years ago, the year before the JBA. So you're seeing all these different, people capitalize on professional basketball as the NBA I know for a fact they look at themselves like okay wait what opportunities are we offering our players after they retire what opportunities are we offering prospects and I, yo they're trying to bring it full circle that that's that's my hot take they're trying to bring everything full circle but I think that would be great man to get vets the opportunity to uh, mentor and compete against the top prospects in the country that's super dope yeah, yeah. So, so that's gonna be interesting I think you know in, in regards to where they're going to play, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have a home, but you know, like these guys aren't signing a $500,000 contract to go play in, um, you know, in, in, in Sioux yeah. Falls. Right. You know, like they, they want to go play a nice place. So, I mean, there's been a couple of, of articles I've read that have mentioned Mamba sports. Wow. Oh yeah. That's right. That's right. Again, money. I mean, not just from the the fact that it's Mamba Sports Academy, and you know you want to be you want to become the best, train at the best, but you know their their, their development, their facilities, um, unbelievable. So I think that would be great. Obviously, right outside LA, um, great location. So I think for me that that those are going to be the most important questions. Then also, you know who who they're going to play. I mean, like you know developing and getting in the gym, getting your body right, getting your mind right, and, you know, getting reps up, that's one thing. But, you know, if they play two games against, you know, like other G League teams, well, 
that's not really worth it. I hope they at least do some sort of like exhibition games or go to, you know, go to Barcelona after this pandemic's over and play some of the top European teams or something yeah, yeah. Um, where, where they can really, um, you know, be analyzed against the competition that they're playing against versus the college competition. Like they need to play yeah. against pros. No, so, where does like Team USA fit into all this? You know, like that's a good question too. Like U eighteen, you know, I know that a lot of these kids already have kind of experience in that in that space of international play. Um, you know, I, I, you might know better than me, but like, how much does the NBA have their hand in that? You know what I mean? Like USA basketball, which I know is its own brand in itself. Um, do you know, Tucker? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I mean, I think. Uh, how much does the NBA have a hand in it? I mean, I think they have a hand in everything. You know, like <laughs> I, I think they, I think they kind of, um, not from like a monopolistic point of view. I mean, I guess kind of from that point of view, but not not necessarily a terrible yeah. way. But they they have a hand in it because they, you know, it's they want to uh, they want to help identify the best talent. So like yeah. they should have a hand in it, and USA Basketball should want their yep. input, right? So I, I don't think it's really going to affect anything to you know anything to do with the um these new g-league contracts but um it, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see you know if there's players that are not on the usa radar that some sort of nba scout or nba team wants on that g-league academy radar and if for different reasons and then my other big question actually now they brought that up is what about international youth Ooh, players right are they are they allowed? I'm not sure. I, ha- I haven't seen anything about if they're allowed or not. Um, I, I mean, I, I think they are because at least the ones to my to my knowledge, because they, um, yeah, I, you know what? I don't know. I really don't know. But I think that that'll get really interesting, and that that will accelerate the process of expanding that that you know kind of academy league if um, if they have you know that many more young Luka Doncic is coming over at six at, at I guess not 16 but yeah, right. at 18 right right no definitely definitely a, um, a lot to consider there I'm even looking I, I would, so, do you anticipate I would the- love to I would man. love to see European pipeline grow with this I, 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 I would love to see yeah. that man especially if they have guys coming in you know like the Lucas of the world like the Porzingis's like you know I, I would love to see them guys come over earlier and get acclimated to the American game earlier, the physicality of the game earlier, um, you know, would just see, you know, their best, you know, 17, 18 year olds versus ours and them getting that same training from an NBA standpoint and then seeing how they then, you know, come into the league and what they'd be able to do. So that was kind of my next question, Tarka. Is there an age limit to this? Or like, do you have to have a, a college or not a college, a high school degree? or diploma for this program like or can they snatch up juniors in high school who you know what i mean like so i i believe to my knowledge the there is the age limit well it's, it's not really a limit but you you have to be eligible for the following year's okay. draft so so i guess yes there, yeah. there, there, there is that age there is aging so it's essentially just what almost like two years removed so if you you know had to go do one and done it'd be um i guess it'd be no it, it would be the same thing for high school seniors yeah. or i guess juniors if they graduated early if they're a grad a grad year guy but essentially they just have to be qualified to be draft eligible for the following year's nba draft Man, that's such interesting stuff. I'm, I'm excited for it. Seems like we all oh, yeah. are. Um, 
But again, like if you're listening and you're a player, obviously the basketball world is growing and there's tons more opportunities um, to play and to get exposure um, all the way up into the NBA level. Like you can see the game is just looking to develop to like, like Tucker said, uh, put themselves in the, in the best position to find the best talent. Everyone's trying to do it, whether it's um, LeVar Ball's JBA or or the NBA, right? That there's always opportunity for exposure. So I'm saying all that to say, um, no matter where you are in your career, and we chat about it in the last podcast, we mentioned Scottie Pippen, right? Going from NIA, NAIA Division Two to the number five overall draft pick, draft pick to the Chicago Bulls and winning six championships. That might not necessarily be your story, but with all this opportunity being created from uh, every major corporation in basketball, it's very important that all you all you players listening, you're just constantly working on your game and developing. And I promise it, I promise you that you will be seen, right? You you will not go missed if you have talent, if you have work ethic, and if you have all the things that we're really constantly talking about on this podcast: grit, grind, drive, all that good stuff. So, with all that being said. I will catch you guys next episode. Once again, it's almost in the third here. My boys, Kevin Tarka, Rob McPherson. Rob, you got anything else, bro? You was quiet on this one. I expected you to be a little more like rowdy. Nah, man, I, I wasn't as well versed as I wanted to be on this. So I'm going to sit back and let my guys do their thing. You'll hear from me more on the next <laughs> episode. <laughs> you know, respect, give my guys some time. Uh, more to come. More to come for sure. Guys, we're going to chat later. Don't forget to... Uh, subscribe on I didn't, I forgot to say this on the last podcast see I, I gotta write my outro down Tarka I gotta get like you and write everything down but look if yes, you sir. guys want to subscribe we're on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts and Spotify make sure you subscribe share with friends all that good stuff you can also find us on Instagram at Hoop Chatter Podcast once again Art Morrison the third here with Kevin Tarka and Rob McPherson don't forget you can email us at info at org. Submit some topics if you have cool ones or just say what's up, man. We love engaging with our audience. With all that being said, we will chat later. Peace out.